Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me here in Singapore, two days to go here in Singapore. And uh, I've had an incredible time speaking this weekend over three different services, two children's services, one youth service. All three were absolutely amazing and it uh, has been such a joy to be able to preach as many times as I've been able to, to engage with as many people as I have been able to while I've been here in Singapore. Uh, Cornerstone Church, such a great church. It's been awesome to be part of the family camp and church over the weekend. We have a day of uh, rest today and then we're on a flight tomorrow uh, and I go to Brisbane, Australia. Annalise is coming home um, and she's going to be getting tea week ready for the following week. But today is day 164. You probably hear it in my voice. It's a bit tired. Day 164 of 365. Tomorrow we will cross the threshold of, uh, of 200 days to go, which is so exciting to be at that point in our Bible reading journey already. But let's take a look at our scriptures that we're going to be reading in today's devotional, and then we can get into that as well. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 25 to 35, Acts chapter 8, verse 4 to 40, and 2 Samuel chapter 20, verse 1 to chapter 22, verse, sorry, to chapter 21, verse 22. If I've made a, I've made a butchery of that, so uh, to help you out, I'll put it in the descriptions as always. Hey, if this is your first day checking us out, make sure you pause the video, go back to day one, start your Bible reading afresh, get into it from day one and build, because this Bible journey builds day after day after day. The Bible is a meta-narrative that has a lot of uh, narratives interwoven to form the meta-narrative, and we want to be able to see what God is speaking to us about and showing us about himself in the Word. So have a look at that. But... Before we go any further into today's devotional journey, let's talk brews. And today I have uh, with me hotel grade Nescafe sachet. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, Annalise said I, I have to make sure I give this a try. Uh, so this is actually Malaysian. This is from Malaysia. This is an import from Malaysia. This is Malaysian Nescafe. It's Arabica plus Robusta, um, and it's a black coffee instant coffee sachet. Now. I'm not a massive fan of sachet coffees at the best of times. I don't know what this is going to taste like, if it's going to be uh, sweet enough or if it's going to be quite bitter, quite sharp, quite strong. But let's give it a try this morning. I've just brewed this quite fresh. It's very, very hot still. So I'm just going to give this a wee blow a couple of times. Excuse me while I blow on my coffee. It's that's a, That sounded cool. I'm cool. I hope I sped that up in post. Okay, let's give this a try. Yeah, I mean, it's very flavorless, to be honest. Um, it's it's flavorless. It's There's a hint of, what it tastes like is it just tastes like bitter water. Bitter water, that's what it tastes like, just like, it's got no, it's got no oomph, it's got no vibe, it's got no, it's got no real flavor. So, I'm gonna put that down there at a, like a 0.5 for the Nescafe Classic Sachet. It's better than having nothing, I suppose. There is a caffeine quantity in this. But yeah, it's just like water with a hint of bitter. <laughs> And that's not what you want when you're having a coffee. You don't want water with a hint of bitter. You want to feel some flavor. You want to taste some stuff. You want to feel like it's in your mouth, you know? 
So anyway, there you go, 0.5 on the Nescafe sachet from Malaysia. That's our brew today. Incredibly disappointing, but we move on. We move on to our Bible today, the reason that we are here. What would you say that it is that sets people apart? What, what would you say it is that brings disgrace to people? What sets us apart as people is those who are righteous. And what brings disgrace is sin. Proverbs makes it really clear today that God devotion or righteousness makes a country strong. We must pursue righteous living. We, we have to remember that righteousness is being in right relationship both with man and with God. Disgrace will come to everyone who is against the Lord. It takes time, but all who are in sin will find disgrace eventually. Peace ultimately helps us live in right relationship with God, others, and ourselves. And verse 32 talks about how even in death, the righteous have refuge. We have refuge in God that gives us peace both here and now and for our future. So if you want to be someone that stands out, if you want to be someone that stands apart from the rest, you have to make the conscious decision to not live in sin, but commit to a life of righteousness. Receive the peace of God, live in that righteousness, and stand out among the rest. The early church was made up of people just like you and me. And it's amazing to think that the early church made such a big difference with normal people just like you and me. In our passage today, we see a uh, we see the pattern that the early church went on in terms of growth, expansion, and reaching more people for Jesus. This is what they did. They went everywhere and preached about Jesus. They went to cities, towns, and villages, and no matter where they went, their message stayed the same. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It wasn't all fun and games. It wasn't this romantic picture of the early church just having this growth here, fun here, beautiful here. No, it was really tough. In fact, there are three things that came with their purpose of preaching the gospel. And in this, in these three things, it created both pain and propulsion. So these three things that we, we have to endure sometimes, or sometimes the three things that we have to go through or commit to is going to help us in the advancing of our purpose, but it's also going to create in us pain and, and propulsion. The first one is persecution. It was in the face of persecution that started their mission. With persecution came a scattering of the church. This spread the gospel further than it would have, faster than it would have, if they never faced the persecution in the first place. So we have to be aware that persecution, if we're going to outwork our purpose, persecution is going to both create pain and propulsion in our purpose. The second thing is prayer. We see, that how, we see today how Peter and John, they prayed for the Samaritans that they would receive the Holy Spirit. We read about the magician called Simon, and we read that he was really good at what he did, and people were left amazed, but we see that he wanted to buy the Holy Spirit. I wonder what you'd put a price on the Holy Spirit for if you could purchase it. Peter, com Peter confronts him very strongly, and Simon realizes the error of his ways, and he asks them to pray for them. Prayer is first required for Peter and John, and then from Peter and John. Listen, I think many of us want to pray. Pray. Uh, we want to have prayer come from us. We want to have the move of God come from us. But first, it's required for us to pray. We have to pray first for others. And pray, pray with God for ourselves. We have to spend time first with God for us, receiving the Holy Spirit, 
dedicating our lives in prayer, and then prayer can come from us. There's first an expectation to, for prayer to come for us, for us to pray first. I'm trying to get this out this morning. <laughs> can you tell I've been speaking all weekend? Uh, there's an expectation first that prayer has for us to pray first. There's an expectation for prayer that we have to pray first. Then prayer can come from us. Don't put from before. Don't put from before you pray first. Anyway, that made sense as I was writing it. I don't know if that makes sense for you today. Someone can tell me how to say that better, and I'd appreciate that. <laughs> the third thing is power. Healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. When the power of God is released, people become reliant on that power. We, we can never let people, including ourselves, be reliant on anything other than the Holy Spirit. This is going to mean that we have to change our mind about the way we interact with people. For pastors out there or leaders, your message can't be what people rely on. For, for people, for, for people who aren't pastors, <laughs> uh, your charisma, gifts, and talents can't be what people rely on when they interact with you. It needs to be the Holy Spirit in us that people rely on. It needs to be the power of the Holy Spirit. The people of the early church were completely reliant on the Holy Spirit. And we need to be a people and a church who are also totally reliant on the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Finally, today we see more of David's battles. David was indeed a warrior. We see a woman named Sheba. She's a troublemaker. And this is actually a callback of David's struggle with Absalom. And the people of Israel seem very fickle to me. I don't know about you, but you read these stories and you're like, really, again, we're doing this thing again? They leave David and they go with Sheba. The Lord would eventually give victory for David only for him to fight another battle. Israel then went into famine for three years and David, in response, he sought the face of the Lord. You know, for me in life sometimes, it, it takes a real disaster for me to turn to the Lord and fall on my knees. Sometimes I can just be cruising through life, going through some really good seasons. And maybe it's just continuing, continuous monotony, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And sometimes something I'll face something and it jars me to the point where I fall on my knees. You know what's awesome is that David, uh, in this moment of falling on his knees, God spoke to him and he ends up reminding the people of the promise that he made in Joshua 9. You might want to go back and have a look at Joshua 9 and reread the promise. See, Saul had tried to destroy the Gibeonites, but to God, when an oath is made, there's a real sanctity and a weight of importance on the oath. So what David does is he rights the wrongs and honors the covenant that was made between God and man. God then answers the prayer on behalf of the, uh, of the land and pours out his restoration power. Before God restores the land, listen to this, before God restores the land, we must first restore covenants that were made between God and and people. We cannot pray for God's restoration fully and expect to receive it until we have restored the covenants that have been made by God and people. What are the covenants that have been broken around you that you, within your power, have the ability to restore? Verse of the day. Verse of the day today. Acts chapter 8 verse 35 says, When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Teleportation, people. Spiritual teleportation. It's in the Bible right here. We've read about it. What's amazing is two things. Is that actually Philip did teleport to another space and started preaching. But then also the eunuch didn't even flinch. Like he was like, oh yeah, sweet has. I'm just going to go on my way rejoicing. Imagine the money Philip would have saved on airfares. 
by teleportation. Maybe I need that anointing. Teleport me, Lord. Teleport me. And that is it for today, day 164, done and dusted for the Daily Brew. Thank you so much for joining me here again on another day of Bible reading in our journey through the entire Bible. Hey, I'm praying for you as you read these scriptures that God would speak to you and reveal something about himself to you on this journey. Thank you so much for joining me here in Singapore. As I said at the start, tomorrow is the last day of being here. We jump on a plane and we go our separate ways, Annalise and I. We've had a great time in Singapore uh, today, looking forward to getting out there. It's a it's a cool 32 degrees. <laughs> if you know anything about me, you know that I do not like the heat. And we're going out today. We're going to be spending the whole day out in the in the warmth. So they've told me to dress light. So I'm going to try and uh, find the lightest clothes that I brought with me here to Singapore. But a massive blessing for you uh, if you're joining me today and you've done this devotional journey. If it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it is the end, have a great rest of your sleepy time. And we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day of the Daily Brew. I'm gonna try and get any more of this coffee out of this little cup of Nescafe. Ugh.